Happy New Year. What's your question about Happy New Year? 2022. How late into January is it acceptable to say Happy New Year to somebody? Um, well, according to Larry David on Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's like three days tops and then you're done. So, so you, you're, you're past due with that one then. It's the fourth. Yeah, it's a little, little late for me to say it, but first time we've seen each other in the new year. So, but yeah, yeah see, I, think, I think that's a fair exception. I think when you haven't seen somebody in the new year, what if I it's fucking you, May? Yeah. What if it's like, no, 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 you June. didn't let me finish my sentence. I think you could say it through the end of this week. Okay. And then after that, it's done. Maybe early next week. <laughs> How about end of January? No, just seeing someone no. for the even if you're just seeing them for the first time, you can't wish them happy new year. A lot happens in January. Seasonal depression is yeah, at it's like, yeah, I'm fucking, January. I've been in this new year, man. It's an ain't happy, like, right? We're in it. Just say new year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, new year. There's happy year. <laughs> There's no happy, man. It's not a happy time. It's not. No, a lot of bad shit going on right now. I guess so. I mean, I guess I'm generally happy, but I mean, maybe we're matters. generally happy. I know Ty's generally happy. He's uh, invincible now. Super uh, not new. quite. Still fucking congested, so Uh-oh. I haven't quite gotten my Hulk immunity yet. It's so there, fucking annoying. Feeling same deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Forget how fucking annoying colds are. You know what I mean? Just like yeah, more of a nuisance than anything. Yeah, just like makes everything just a little bit harder, just a little bit more annoying. A little less fucks in the tank to give. Yep. Um. But yeah, that that absolutely fucking sucked that we couldn't go out with you guys. It's so funny you were like, you know, ninety seconds up the road from us. Yeah, we we were driving by. Like, keep your eyes out for a Tigua. Maybe we'll see what house they're at. Yeah. That sucked, but I mean, we couldn't have been that guys. far from you guys. Where uh, Jared, no, Jared was showing us drive. the place. Yeah, what what street were you on? We were right off uh, Matunic Beach Road. Do you remember the name of the street? I don't remember the name of the like. I remember the name of the street we're on, but not the name of the street like that. Because you take one right and then one quick left, and you're in a neighborhood. Okay. Oh, okay. gotcha. But um, yeah. So before we get into anything, I, so explain to me what happened to, to Jared that night. Oh, well, the, the, my, my boob, my boob. <laughs> well, it was just compounding um, alcohol, essentially, because we started at Ocean Mist, had a couple drinks there. So who went to went Ocean to Q10. Mist? Uh, me, Jared and Emma. That was oh, it. okay. Our, our, our group went from six to three very quick. So we, we got a light group. Um, then we went to 210 Oyster Bar for dinner. And then we came back to our place. Uh, Steve and Kelsey went up with us and we just kept drinking. And I think we went to like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, almost. Dude, it, it was two when I got home. Yeah. And I left like, guys, I got to call it. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I got a call Jared. So I went out to the fridge to the kitchen to get something for Jared. I think, I think I got water for a couple other people 
and I hand something to Jared and he just goes, thanks, my boob. Like he said it like super serious. And then that so led to I Jared. tried to say my man and my dude at the same time. And it came out as my, my boob. <laughs> my boob. Um, and that laughing. led to a laughing fit, which eventually led to hiccups. And Jared almost was crying. It was, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I was crying. It sucks that you didn't get like should have sent us a video of that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not I as don't quick think anybody got it on video, right? I'm not as quick with the camera as you, Ty. Or Tom. Tom would have Tom would have got it. Yeah. If Tom yeah. Tom were there. We had a lot of a lot of COVID going through the group. So but yeah, it was a good night. We drank heavily. Yeah. So that's a, that's a lot like I don't remember last time I've drank till like two plus AM. I wasn't that hung over the next day. I was just like, damn, I'm not used to staying up this late. And I, I think it was less about the alcohol and more about just being up till two. Yeah. Like, I don't think I went to bed till like two 30 and yeah, same I, here. I was still up like, at seven 30. Yeah. I was out of commission for most of the day on Saturday. Just, I would think I was just tired. Cause I woke up at my normal six, six 30 time on the weekend yeah. and I couldn't really go fall back to sleep. So yeah. But, um, it was good. It was a good time. Good way to bring in the new year. And Ty, as soon as you guys left, the temps dropped about 30 to 40 degrees. It was 19 this morning. It's it's, been it was cold here. Last couple of days. It's been fucking brick to the How max. How cold is cold there? Well, like when we were traveling back, I saw one of the days it was like 19 degrees here. Um, wow. That's cold. Yeah. That's about That's what it's good. been here in the morning. But, you guys uh, almost lose the power grid again? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't here, so I didn't know what was going on. But um, once we got back, I mean, it was it was cold, but cold was like forty eight. You know, today was mid fifties or whatever. So still chilly for for Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that's probably pretty typical, like fifties and stuff like that. But I did see it's supposed to get back up into like the sixties again pretty soon, so that's good. I'd like nice. it to stay around there if I if it can. Ted Cruz probably had the jet primed up, ready to go once he saw the once he saw the Doppler. You gonna go join AOC in Florida? <laughs> I'd love to. That sounds great. That sounds fantastic. They got the right uh, right mindset. We doing a little trip, another little trip this uh, February. I'd love to. We can discuss you know, it. If, if I, I may be in Mexico. If I actually just book it, but uh, what do you mean? You've been really stringing this Mexico thing along, I know, Jared, dude. for a while. I, I, I picked is, Airbnb, is that, I liked. that might be the least surprising sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> I found an Airbnb I liked this weekend, and I was like, oh, why am I like so hesitant to commit? Um, but I still think I'm going to commit. So what the, now? The, to uh, go just move to Mexico for part of the winter. To Oaxaca and go work remote for uh, six weeks in Mexico. What is the uh, what time zone are they in down there? I don't know what time zone Oaxaca is, and probably similar to you. Okay, if I had to guess, I think it's a little west of Mexico City. So maybe your time zone or one more west. And so you're going to spend how long there? I want to do six weeks. That's the Airbnb I was looking at. Okay, that's going to be expensive. Cheap, man. Like you can do. No, it's not at all. It literally, like, uh, nice one-bedroom Airbnb, like, right in, like, downtown, good location. It was $1,000 for the month. Wow. What? Yeah. It's Mexico. Not, oh, They're yeah, I know. Poor true, people. True, true. Yeah. Do you know it's a good so, neighborhood? 
Um, I know a girl who's gone down there like relatively recently and was down there for a few months and she suggested that area and they get matched up with everything I said online. Okay. But uh, Tom was supposed to go with me and his living situation is fluid. So he backed out and then I've gotten cold feet since he backed out, but I just need to grow a pair and book it. <laughs> You're just going to do it by yourself. Yeah. If nobody else wants to come. Yeah. Fuck it. Practice my Espanol, pick up some pretty senoritas. <laughs> and when would you be leaving? Um, the dates I was looking at is I think like mid-Feb through March. Okay, so where are we going to do a weekend trip in February? We could do a weekend trip in Mexico. I can meet. We can meet up somewhere. You won't be. You won't do that. You won't, you're not going to do it. What do you mean? You're not going to do it. Propose a trip, and I can see if I can work around it. Um, Let's do like San Diego or something. That's fucking far for us. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, how about San Antonio, guys? I hear a lot of good things about that place. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to think of like uh, places that would be warm, other than Florida. Yeah, February is tough. Not many warm places in February. No. But I'm certainly open to it. I, I think it'd be cool to put something just, together. That was a good good time in Miami last year. Yeah, just make Miami yeah. an annual thing. We could do that. Get the same Airbnb. Take out a fucking loan to do so. Those fucking $20 drinks everywhere. <laughs> I liked it down there. It was fun. That, that might derail the wedding if uh, we go there again. It's all right. We'll just make this your wedding. You'll get eloped in Miami. There you go. If you get... um. Since you're officiating, if you just get get it um, all squared away for Florida, then we can make it make it for real. I work for you. Just tell me. Tell me when right. and where. It'd be an awful lot you. of money that we waste, but I don't know. Might, might we'll be we'll just take all that money and just turn that into a massive party in October, September. Damn. If only we didn't sign those contracts, maybe we can get out of it. I finally booked my hotel. Nice. So I'm officially in. Was on the fence. Now I'm in. <laughs> Wait, you just booked it? No, you yeah. didn't. I don't believe you. What? What hotel did you book? For your wedding, you idiot. Oh, I thought you were talking about Miami. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you booked. Did you get the uh, the boutique one? Yeah, I got whatever one I was supposed to. Uh, new, uh, the something harbor what yeah is it? yeah that one yeah, cool yeah. cool that, that's gonna be awesome just be able to go down to the bar on a couple of those nights and just stumble back upstairs hey uh jared have you talked to eric at all about his bachelor party not any more than you have we got that random text like six months ago um that was about it would you go down so, to charlotte would i not for whatever why charlotte <laughs> No. No, that was a yes. That was a well. I was like, why Charlotte? Because I I think it would be dope to do it. Like and, and go see like a Panthers game. Well, you, you threw this out at the Christmas Eve party, and then as soon as you got me pumped up for it, you said, "Never mind, you don't want to do it." So <laughs> I don't know how much I believe this, but I, mean, I would be I'd, I'd, I'd be very be pro that. That'd be fun. I was. So like, when, when's your summer. wedding, Adam? September 23rd. 
So we wouldn't have a whole lot of time between opening day. And no, we could do it. The, we could do it opening day, though. That will like is that Labor Day weekend or is it usually the weekend after? Usually the weekend. Uh, after, I think it's the probably. weekend after. No, I'll have to look. I mean, I've. I mean, whatever it is, I'm just gonna you know probably figure it out somewhat soon. But yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't be opposed to that. I think that. Don't be worry cool. about it, man. Maybe maybe we already have it figured out, and it's a surprise, and this is just to throw you a curveball. You never know. Maybe, maybe. But maybe, if we do end we up do in nothing. Charlotte, maybe you don't do anything. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance. I'm just like, dude, it's a week left to the wedding. Like, <laughs> when's the? I wonder if I'm having a bachelor party. Oh fuck! <laughs> this September? Oh man. If if we end up in Charlotte, you just can't try and jump over a guardrail, land on your dick, and crush it two weeks before your wedding. I totally forgot about that. That was at a uh, Angels game. Are you any updates? On his dick? Nope, I haven't asked. <laughs> I haven't asked. I know he had surgery like two days after the wedding, his second surgery, um, but I never asked for a status report on if he's peeing yet. So you just got a bionic dick now? I don't know, man. I do not I do not know. Let's just pretend he has a bionic dick. That's kind of funny. I told you guys when we were at like dancing at the wedding, like randomly like, oh, gotta go change my bag. I'll be back. His pee bag, right? That makes me want to vomit. At least he was in somewhat good spirits. Yeah. Um all right, a lot of pre- pressing topics to talk about. A lot. We have one. We get two. two. We get two. What was what was two? Don't look, Don't up. look up. That was that's a pressing topic on well, your mind. Yeah, dude. maybe not pressing, but it's certainly a topic. I read today that it set the record for most streams in a week in Netflix history. Where like did, did you see that? Sirota. To, um, Sirota retweeted it. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking guy, dude. I'm about to unfollow. He lives him. on Twitter. Lives I'm about to unfollow him. Love the guy. I saw him Jesus tweet Christ. like yesterday saying. Like guys, the shout outs are getting overwhelming. I got to stop replying to them all. It's like, so do you think this dude's been replying to every tweet he's got since the movie came out? Probably. Probably no, he's just, he's annoying. It's like every single tweet is like, you know, about climate and then hashtag don't look up. Yeah. And is then he, like a retweet. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool story to have like a random oh, guy yeah. like that write a movie that became so damn popular. Oh, that, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how is he affiliated to the film? So he, he wrote he the wrote thing? Oh, wow. He re- okay. co-wrote it. With co-wrote Adam it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I think he gave the political DC inside scoop. Gotcha. You don't think he was the comedy part of him? Adam <laughs> <McKay>? <laughs> if I had to guess, probably not. Um, all right. Well, we'll do that to finish. So why don't you start? Why don't you set us up on our first topic? All right, how do Since I open a lot of this, it this can around. of worms? Yeah, your your boy. Yeah, so we had um, quite the chain of events happen over the last week or so, uh, starting with I don't think I don't know if I sent it to you guys or sent it to somebody else, but like um, Robert Malone, who is one of the patent holders for the mRNA technology. So he developed that technology that obviously was used for these vaccines uh, was suspended from Twitter. And I didn't follow him on Twitter before then. So I didn't really like know what types of things he had been tweeting. Um, 
but suspended for Twitter. And coincidentally, the next day he was scheduled to go on Joe Rogan. So it actually worked out like perfectly well that um, they kind of used the Rogan episode to talk not just about kind of what's been going on with COVID, the vaccine technology, the response to the pandemic, but also the censorship piece. Um, where, where the hell do I even begin? It was a four-hour episode with like a million facts. Well, maybe we can start with that, um, that article that was written about him because that seemed to alert Twitter, apparently, I guess, but, but prior to him being taken off. What was um, the article? It was an article uh, from the Atlantic. Uh, I think by I don't remember the name of. I remember the, them like talking about it in the Rogan episode. I never read the article though. Yeah, so in general, it was pretty much a, a smear article, essentially written to make him look like an anti-vaxer because he had, you know, been critical—not not critical, but just pointing out right. like, hey, there are some, there could be some issues with it, like any, saying there was risks, and he if he would not yeah. vaccinate his own children, it was like something along those lines, right? Right. So obviously, in the words of today, it's vaccine hesitancy that he is promoting, depending on who's listening to that. Despite um, the fact that he's vaccinated and boosted. Yep. And as over 30 years of experience with virology and you know immunology and all that stuff. But uh, he kind of talked about that and how like every question was pretty much geared towards, you know, him promoting misinformation about the vaccines, even though he has extensive background in that field. And um, shocker, it turned out that the um, support the financial supporters of the article were directly from like J and J and other parts. Of oh Big yeah. Pharma. I totally forgot about that. That was yeah, so, so up. And he, he revealed that like hit midway through the episode when they were, when they were talking about that. But I think that's happened. That happened prior to Twitter taking him off or it's somewhere in that realm. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. So I guess if we were to try and break down like the kind of themes, yeah, of what, the are your, what are your like top three takeaways from that? that that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I think the three, th- three or four themes were like, he opened it up with kind of initial government response and putting all the eggs in the basket of the vaccine and accelerating that process through kind of unethically a lot of very questionable data used to support the efficacy of the vaccine and the safety of the vaccine. So I said that was definitely one, um, two, I kind of lost my train of thought. I had four thoughts when I started this conversation. Um, the, the financial incentive for, you know, big pharma and hospitals, you know, related to COVID that, that was pretty prevalent throughout. Yeah. That, that was pretty interesting, right? How they do make money off of COVID cases mm-hmm. um, and, co- and COVID deaths. Oh, we knew that though. Yeah. But he, he's just confirming it. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause like the way Rogan brought it up was like, it was rumors, but he was like, no, it's, it's fucking real. I, I think the thing I probably had, like, I wasn't shocked by it, but the thing that like gave me the rub the most and pissed me the most off was he just showed like how corrupt the whole process is from developing a drug to you create the study and kind of pay somebody to do the study as a big pharma company. You get the data. Nobody else sees the data unless it's the data you present. So you kind of cherry pick whatever data you want and say, okay, here's what it does. Here's the safety issues. 
And he even brought up the point that like any potential safety issues that are not acknowledged as on like the data are kind of like out of scope for the research. I think he brought up specifically like the ovary stuff, like that not being included in the safety research. But from his perspective, he thought it did have an impact on safety and, and a lot of other things. So like, I don't know, it just all that just confirmed the, you know, call it a conspiracy theory, call it, you know, whatever you want that all of this push from the FDA, from the CDC, from Big Pharma is so much more about just selling these vaccines than it is about anything else, than it is about safety. And, you know, we'd be naive to think Big Pharma and Pfizer, who he called one of the most unethical companies ever, to think they suddenly changed their ways of doing business because this vaccine and this pandemic, and suddenly that they're, you know, nonprofit, not even close. I think that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I mean, um, I think mine was more like I, I I might have texted it to you guys, but you know, a lot of like a lot of the things he's bringing up around like vaccine safety and all that stuff that you just mentioned, like I, it's tough for me to just like believe without question like i'm cynical about everything i'm cynical about stuff i hear you know that's pro-vaccine anti-vaccine like all that stuff you just have a level of cynicism with and i just think to take him at his word that you know all that stuff is bulletproof i think is a stretch like i guess the reason i believed him is because and of course anybody would say this he's trying to make a point but he's like this is what i do for a living i do pharmaceutical research Right. Yeah. Like he understands the process better than anybody. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that he has all the facts in the story. You know what I mean? It, 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 we don't, you know, know for a fact, like no one who's going to yeah. confirm what these claims he's making. Like, with, I, I, with I, proof. I think, and partially from a legal perspective, but he went like as close as he could have with using them of being sketchy without pointing out something specific that they were like hiding. Right. He said like, which I, the biggest takeaway for me was he said, talked about how he's on this uh, committee called the active committee that, you know, is literally the committee that oversees the like um, testing and stuff like that uh, for repurposing drugs to use for, you know, COVID-19. And they wanted to test ivermectin and like someone from Merck, like stood up and raised a fit about it and like said, there's no reason for this, blah, 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 you know, like, and clearly he said that the board, the committee is full of representatives from pharmaceutical companies. So he's like that process, you know, is corrupt. Like you, you have, you have incentive, you know, every which way from these different companies to, you know, swayed the conversation towards, you know, alternatives or, you know, vaccines. Yeah. I mean, like other than that, it was hard for me to, a lot of the stuff he was saying sounded a little bit crazy. Like just talking about like, cause I felt the same way about the other dude. Peter, I was gonna, yeah, I was going to add that to like there, right? which is why I think it's still really, really important to listen to actually like both because there were multiple times throughout each podcast that I was like, wow, holy shit, 
Like, that's not something I knew about. Like, I looked it up. Yep, that's true. Like, you know, you always, I always go verify it on the internet. Yep. Okay. What he's saying is like factually correct. Um, like the, the fascinating thing for me too, was he's talking about, uh, that town in India, Uttar Pradesh. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard about that before. Like, I, I don't think I had heard about that before. So it's like, that those was fascinating. Things, you know, it's like, why? Like for, for me, it just pisses me off so much because, you know, obviously like we, we, data is like crystal clear vaccines are incredibly effective at preventing severe disease and hospital like the hospitalization and death like you just look at the 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 numbers versus the case like that's just clear yeah um but i can't for the life of me understand why you know because a lot of the things i say was you know around some of these like therapeutics and whatnot is oh there's you know, not enough, you know, peer reviewed studies being done or whatever. It's like, well, we like came out with that vaccine. We put every fucking resource the government had at it and did it in record breaking time. Like why on earth can't we invest some time and money into like prophylactic type treatment for this kind of stuff that are incredibly safe. They have no downside. Right. And that, like, you know, at least anecdotally in an entire country is having success with. And you're not even allowed to acknowledge it in the U.S. Yeah. So, like, that stuff, like, way more than anything about the vaccine to me is, like, the stuff that really is, like, kind of mind-blowing. And, like, the Peter McCullough, like, again, once I recognized the fucking guy from Fox News, I was like, this dude's kind of loony. Definitely but, out there. But like I think it's okay to think I'm not gonna just believe everything I'm I'm gonna listen to this because I wanna judge for myself like what I think is you know worth looking into. Like yeah. one of the things uh, I learned about in that McCullough interview was like the like the iodine like washing that you can do with your nose and how effective that is with like knocking down the viral load like in your nasal passages and shit and Mm -hmm. that's something you can do like after you're around large crowds to like actually potentially prevent yourself from you know causing like catching the disease like not in being infected and now like i looked it up and yep that was true i was like holy shit like that why have i never ever heard that before i I guess for me like all of this goes hand in hand with my comment of like it's almost like the government response has only been about how can we sell as many vaccines or give as many vaccines as possible as opposed to actually trying to say let's try and come up with the best solution because all of those things are viable maybe not confirmed solutions but there's data to show that they work and there's no downside whatsoever to them and for like ivermectin hydrochloroquine it's getting people banned from hospitals for suggesting it yeah i mean yeah. And it's, like, like hydroxychloroquine is proven to work yeah like, like i wouldn't be surprised if the fda is so in bed with big pharma and the cdc is so in bed with the fda that like the, the cdc is making these decisions knowing this is through the trail of breadcrumbs really just 
big pharma's initiatives that they're communicating to the government, the government's communicating to us. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, you know, the, the statement is always, 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 always true, right? Follow the money. Like, and you know, that's kind of what you were pointing to. I definitely agree with you, but I, I think both things can be true where the vaccine is actually like, needed super effective like everyone should be taking it but that there's also some level of corruption going on with you know there being an obvious profit incentive to focus on solely vaccines you know versus therapeutics and prophylactic type approaches you know, um, that people can do at home. So, um, you know, and, and one of the things you talked about, you know, is how the resistance to a lot of that stuff is at the hospital level and that, you know, there's a a profit incentive there and yeah, exactly. It's, it's one of those things you can't just, you can't just completely ignore, but you also can't just completely say, well, because there's a profit incentive there. Truth. Yeah, because that that's an that's a incredibly massive leap to say that, you know, these people are doing these things knowingly harming people, you know, in the name of money. And that's that's a stretch. But to to, to not even acknowledge those things is just insane to me. And to to censor that and to shout you down, you know, if you bring it up like to me it's fascinating like looking into that kind of stuff so you know that doesn't mean i think it's all true it's just you know like this has dominated our lives for three years like i I, i'm interested in like learning about you know different perspectives on this yeah totally and um you know you can go jared i was i had a little rant so i'll let you go first Uh, I was, I was just going to say, like, I think that's the other part of it that I found so fascinating is, like, the conversation about censorship and how if this guy isn't allowed a voice, right, somebody who knows this stuff better than almost anybody isn't allowed a seat at the table to discuss this, then who is? Nobody, right? It just yeah. confirms that there is no room for discussion. It's like, this is fact because the government said so everything else is a lie and misinformation you're not even allowed to see it or hear it like that's authoritarianism i'm sorry oh no question right and, and to like and I, they talked i think crystal mentioned it today on breaking points like them blocking this guy made everybody know who he is and made everybody in america listen to that episode of rogan and it totally backfired because he proved even if not everything he's saying is true that they are trying to keep these facts away from people and this information away from people for a reason. Right. And Cause like we said, some of like the things he was saying sinister. is true. Like we're true. Yeah. It makes the Twitter and the government look sinister. Like, okay, they're hiding something from us. When, when I don't know if they genuinely are like that clever and sinister to try and be hiding a specific thing. But they're trying to say only we're allowed to tell you the truth now. Everything else is a lie. Like that's or, or or it's just like they truly look at you as sheep and unable to like make decisions for yourselves. And they're just like, yeah. we can only allow these people to 
look at pro-vaccine messaging because we need more people to get vaccinated. And they somehow think that that's not going to backfire. Right. To where people are like, well, if there's other information other than pro-vaccine information, as little as there may be, why are we not like, why do we not have the right to look at that versus something that's pro-vaccine? Like, what the fuck sense does that make? It makes it look like you're hiding something. Makes it look like you don't want us to see the safety data because there's something sketchy in it. Whether it's true or not, that's what it looks like to most people. Yeah, and I, I think like conversations like that are super, super important. You know, like just like I thought the, uh, I think um, Crystal or one of them said it, like just like I thought the Sanjay Gupta episode was awesome, yep. right? And insightful and I learned stuff from it. Like, why can't why can one exist but not the other and how crazy is it like this seems to be the only place in american media that's actually having these open conversations a cage fighting commentator comic is the only person who's like actually saying let's have an open and honest conversation about what's going on even though i don't believe everything you're saying well let's try and have a real fact nowhere else in media is that happening that's scary no it is it's sad um, but I, I mean, one thing I do got to say is my God, like just the McCullough just sucking off Rogan. Oh my God. Oh, it was like multiple me. times where he's like, you know, you were, you were just doing the, you're the, you know, yeah, true American spot, spot on with the data. Thank yeah, you for just, your service. To thank this you country. for to this country. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay, buddy. Easy. Jesus Christ. Like I, I, I told you guys, like, I think a discussion like that with someone, you know, that is obviously like super intelligent, you know, has background in it. Like I need, I need a debate. Yeah. Rogan even mentioned it in the episode. He's like, I want to have somebody come on and debate you. Like, let's see if I can find anybody. Yeah. That just shows though, how much they've shook up, you know, the, the world world of medicine that people are afraid to come on either they're afraid to come on and debate because they don't want to be labeled a pariah or um and you know just be ostracized or they're just they just afraid that have, they don't have the answers they, they well, know, I mean, they, yeah, know they, they don't have the yeah. answers or so they can't one of those say two. the answers they can't yeah. say the truth right like, like do you, or, or they're do you think or they're, would... they're putting their careers on the line like you heard them like people yeah. are losing their medical licenses for for doing stuff that that he did like, what, what do you think it would take to try and get Fauci on JRE? He would never do it. Just like a politician would, ne- would, would never, never allow it. him to do it, even if he wanted to. He's, he's good in those 90 second, two minute sound bites where he can say something stupid segments over before somebody's allowed to question it. Imagine him with three hours of being able to pull coals in what he's saying. Well, I think it'd be fascinating. I think it would be, oh, it'd one be incredibly the- fascinating. That, that's why he would never do it. He would He'd never be exposed. Do it. Uh, I couldn't yeah. see Fauci agreeing to that. Well, I mean, but that, I mean, he's just as intelligent as Malone. But he only, yeah, says but I don't think it's about that CDC time. Narrative. Like, they're not going to let I, him. I, I know you, I know you mean just because he represents the, you know, uh, administration that he, yeah, so certain, like, I'm, yeah. Oh, shit. I'm just, I'm just thinking of one of those examples where, like, we know the CDC did not say something right. Like, what is he going to say when they're like, okay, why are you not supporting 
you know, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And he can't just give some bullshit soundbite and then change the subject. Like actually hold him to a real answer. I, I think he, he would. He wouldn't I have an he, answer. No, I think he could handle it because he would just say like, if so, like, show me the fucking studies that I can rely on that are peer reviewed or whatever, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then hopefully Rogan would be able to say, well, what do you think? Like, how do we how would we get that done? How does that work? Like, if we wanted to do that, could we do that fast? And to hear. Or, and it, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that, that, I mean, that was really it. Just kind of hear that like back and forth. I think Fauci's like not an idiot. If he, no, but if, I, he, if, if he were, I don't think any of us are doubting his intelligence and his ability to have a debate. He's just full of shit. It just wouldn't happen. It would just like when we're talking about something that it's, it's like a folktale. It's just it's not going to happen. It would. Not, I agree. It won't happen. But I think he probably could, though. I mean, he's I don't think he's an idiot. And I think we've already no. determined, like, I don't think he's a bad person that um, no, he's not. You know, evil. Is, is, you what? He's not evil. No, no. But, you know, I'm not going to also just. Not he's just in a position where like you're the guy dude you're the guy saying everything so when shit hits the fan like guess what you get criticized and then his fucking problem is for whatever reason he just can't you know take some criticism and says you're criticizing me you're criticizing science well i was I gonna say science yeah. if like, i'm if dude i'm on the spotify app it would just say like for the guest like right right above robert malone just says science that would yeah. be the name love of the guest. that yeah. yeah, it's like so he he really like fucks himself over when he says shit like that. And I mean, yeah. he puts himself in that position because he's going on, you know, CNN and MSNBC and they're just like throwing Soft these balls. softballs. You know what I mean? And so. we now know after seeing that data on Rogan's audience versus CNN and MSNBC's, if Tony Fauci's real objective was to get the real information out there to as many people as possible, he would sign up in a second to go on Joe Rogan because he'd meet more people I would hope. than every. I would fucking hope people than every network, every show on CNN combined. Yeah. But clearly, that's not his actual objective. His actual objective is to be the propaganda arm of big pharma, the CDC, and the Democratic establishment. Totally. Um, where, where do you guys think this goes next when it comes to the media censorship part, like? Does it just continue to everybody who questions the status quo get censored? And do people allow it? Do people go to that website? What do you mean? Do people service? allow it, dude? What, what do you? They don't, don't have a choice. Twitter. Well, that, that's a, that was my next sentence. So they go to that new app, Getter. Does that become? Nope. You don't think any chance? Nope. 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 So, so Twitter becomes state-sponsored media, even more yes. so than it is. All now. the money and the resources are in Twitter. And they're not they're not going to spread anywhere else. You, you don't think that some next level be- service becomes the new Twitter, which used to be the wild, wild west. Like there used to be porn not in our Twitter, lifetime. Wasn't there? Yeah, I say not not the way things are now. It's going to take a long time to to disrupt that, you know, big tech establishment with with another social media app. I don't see that happening. Like just the, the clout that Twitter holds, like and even other numbers like users like are minuscule compared to Facebook, like their stranglehold on popular culture. And yeah, nobody like posts about pop culture on Facebook. It's people going to crazy people rants. It's just our parents. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it literally exactly. It's a, it's a more of a community thing where this is like, you know, you get your news on Twitter, you get your, the latest on your favorite musicians and your, you know what I mean? Like, 
your celebrities, you follow all of them, you get to see what they're doing. Like they have such a fucking stranglehold on that that it would take like a mass resignation all at once from everybody. You know what I mean? Like a so, purge. So you guys don't you don't think there's any maybe not immediate windfall, but like any effect this whole Malone situation of no. blocking the guy for misinformation. He goes on, kind of proves your point, or like not really proves your point, proves the um, other point of you're just trying to hide information. And now that's probably, I assume, one of the most listened to Rogan episodes of all time. Well, I, I mean, guess. still, though, like, that like, doesn't have any impact. Techni- well, technically, like some of the stuff he was saying, you could easily label as like misinformation. So, but you, but you can also wants, label Rachel Maddow as misinformation. hundred percent. Half That's the things it, Anthony Fauci has said as misinformation. hundred percent. I even saw t- Tim Pool the other day. I was like retweeting a video of Rachel Maddow saying the COVID will stop the spread or the vaccine will stop the spread immediately when it gets to you. Well, I said, at Twitter, can you please have this taken down for misinformation? Nothing, of course. No, well, Fauci said the same thing. He said, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, cause that's what they thought of at the time. That's how it was advertised. They've been wrong it's about a, it's a dead end, dude. It's a dead They've end. Been wrong about every single part of this COVID response, which, which, which is fucking okay. Right. That that's, that's where I'm at. Like what, where I'm not okay is not being honest and not just admitting, you know, Hey, we, you know, we, we, we got this wrong. Right. Yeah. Like I, I don't fucking blame like the data they had obviously said like, yeah, th- this pretty much fucking stops COVID in his tracks. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's how it was advertised at the, at the time. Things change, but they still do the, their ultimate purpose. Like if you just say that and say like, hey, man, like th- this is like kind of how it wor- like and maybe maybe he has said that, you know, I don't know. Maybe he has just come out and said, like, you know, we thought that at the time because that's what the data showed us. Like, as time went on, this virus evolved. You know what I mean? It's changing. Yeah. You can get it still, you know, but it's OK yeah. because you're presenting like whatever. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just I mean, I, I agree circles. with your point that obviously, like, think they will get things wrong. It's a novel virus. They're learning as they're going. But the fact that you haven't been able to question anything they've done without being That's censored and muted 100%. from society and how many of these things that people were labeled as pariahs and spread as misinformation have turned out true. Yeah. Almost all of them, dude. The yeah. lady who called into The View and they kicked her off the air for saying you can still spread COVID when you have the vaccine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Wuhan um, lab leak theory, like I mean, all like, of these things, this, we weren't allowed to acknowledge this um, particular variant. Like, and who knows what the fuck happens next? But it it's pretty obvious. Like, your vaccine status doesn't mean much in terms of like getting it, giving it. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I think the margins are way tighter there. You know, but again, the ultimate fucking thing for for me and for anyone should be uh you know it's going to prevent me from going to the hospital and dying yeah i agree that narrative needs to change yeah you know for sure the things that you guys have discussed that kind of went along with what uh dr malone ended the episode with which is that there's a serious case of mass formation psychosis 
I also think words. that was a little ridiculous. Big words. It is that a little was, ridiculous. That was a little ridiculous. But it's also, ridiculous. there's also some truth But in there's it. truth to it. There definitely is, because what you guys just described in, in, in your discussion right there was when new data is presented that, that disputes what the status quo, when I use air quotes when I say that, mm. has been. And regardless of the data, regardless of how true it is or not, or regardless of how true it's been, like Jared said, a lot of the stuff has either been like pretty close to being true or there's enough in, there's enough data to show that it's pretty accurate. It's just disputed immediately because it didn't come from Fauci. It didn't come from the CDC. And it's Not coming from people disputed, who have been labeled. silenced. Yeah, and it's, it's coming from people who have already been labeled as anti-vax or uh, promoting vaccine hesitancy and, you know, people who used ivermectin and stuff like that. And that just immediately squashes any credibility that they have. I certainly agree with what you're saying, Ty. It's definitely like he's using like, you know, he used a couple of examples like he threw out like Nazi Germany. I know we like joke about stuff like that. I know like there's subtle connections you can make to stuff like that, but I, I get it's kind of like a broad stroke thing, but there's certainly some truth to that whole yeah, thing. No, there, you're right. There is definitely some truth. He just went way too far. Like yeah, he, yeah, he did. He, he, he had was a just going a little he, like he took yeah. it and ran with it. <laughs> I mean, I think he said like I invented or I did this like at least like no less than 816 times when he was bragging like, to the uh, to the nurse that administered his like, vaccine Jesus christ man <laughs> you know i made this you know he's definitely and, a, little, a little out there yeah he is but but that's okay i mean and, but the fact that we can hear mccullough and malone even as like you said ty like a lot of the stuff they said you're like hey, i don't know about that just the fact that we have a platform like joe rogan's podcast and hopefully in the future other platforms will be similar it allows us to hear those opinions where if we just spent all of our days just on twitter and social media we would never get that side. Allowed, we would yeah. never get that information um yeah the the, the point i was going to make about the mass psychosis whatever they call it like the fact that states and restaurants and cities are still introducing vaccine mandates as we speak like day by day i see more new restaurants in rhode island newport providence boston um, you need to now have a vaccine mandate to dine with us. Like that is literally, you are being brainwashed against the science thinking you're doing this to benefit the masses. Like we know to your point, Ty, that sorry, but whether you're vaccinated or not is not stopping you from spreading the virus, especially yeah. with Omicron. So this whole, like you see pictures of people in videos, people can't even get McDonald's in New York city and these other States that have vaccine mandates, you have to scan your passport app at the McDonald's self-serve kiosk for it to let you order. It's like, there is no science in any of the decisions. That's us versus you, them versus them. Like that is mass psychosis. You're dividing the country on these ideologies that have no logic behind them whatsoever anymore there's no substance there's nothing that backs nope. it up or supports it yet people well, continue to just blindly follow and again if you question well, would you it, be it, okay with it if there was like clear-cut and obvious science of like the vaccine stopping the spread would you I, I would be okay, be okay with, those okay with restaurants then? i would be okay with restaurants deciding to do a mandate specifically for, for their restaurant as yeah. a private business i would yeah. never be okay with government mandates now yep yep Okay. Again, right. it comes and, down to something that we've all been preaching for and what they talked about on that episode, freedom of choice. Let people yeah. 
take their destiny in their own hands, take their lives in their own hands. And that includes businesses deciding whether they want to have people either wear a mask or show your vaccine passport. You know, it's give us the opportunity to make a decision. Yeah. And if you tried to have a constructive conversation with either a business owner or a politician that's put these vax, uh, vax mandates in place, they would look at you like you have blood on your hands for even questioning them for it. Like they'll post when they post, like we have a vax mandate now, like pretty much like you are not allowed to question it. If you don't like it, don't come. Like we're some assholes and scumbags for not supporting their vax mandates. It's crazy. Right. And like they're, that's, they're, that's they're holier than now. Yeah. They're right. that psychosis if I've ever heard of. Tell me that's not. I, I agree. Nazi an- analogy of people turning in their fucking neighbors, right? Turning in your Jewish neighbor because it's going to make you look good. That's a stretch. He's not doing anything I, to hurt you. That's a, that's a stretch. But yeah, I mean, but it, the general idea I, I agree with. The yeah. logic is the same. Just the 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 looking down in disgust and disdain at people and like not wanting them in public society. Like at this point, just again, with how this all this is transformed and, you know, this is at least right now, like. The flu. Right. I mean, yeah. and. And you're like forcing people out of work. Shutting in, down in, schools. in some cases, right? Because I mean, of the flu. And it's yeah. it's a little nuts. It's a it's fucking nuts. I mean, I've always been against the whole vaccine mandate stuff, but you know, it, it was harder to do when it seemed like the vaccines were like foolproof, right? Or like, you know. Yeah. Would you be surprised if as we slowly start to get more data saying the percentage of hospitalizations and deaths that are with COVID and not because of COVID come out that we find this whole time COVID was not actually that much more deadly than the flu? Would you be surprised? It'll still be more deadly than the flu. Out there. Well, so right now they're saying it's all the data we have is compromised. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The numbers say it's much more severe than the flu, significantly higher hospitalization rate and death rate. But the point of like the stories come out the last few days of 50% of COVID hospitalizations in Florida are people who tested positive after they were already hospitalized, right? So when you look at the real data, how many people did COVID send to the hospital and how many died, how much more severe is it than the flu? My guess is it's not that much more severe. Maybe it is to the subset of super immunocompromised yep. and elderly. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Maybe to them. But to everybody else, I bet you. Yeah. It's no. I agree. With the flu. I agree. I. To- I can. To- I would. Well, I would one hundred percent believe that. And like, you know, and so- people at the CDC are not dumb. They know that too. Like for sure. I, I just. I can't. I couldn't. Like that. Honestly, dude, that broke me. I was like. I'm fucking done. Which one about how they're going to report the data or about the Florida hospitals? No, just about when, when Fauci went on and he said out loud, like, yeah, these numbers are, I mean, it was the first time anyone like that. I know of, you know, uh, someone official went on and said that, that yeah, these kids, the reference kids, these kids are going to the hospital with COVID, not for COVID. When I heard him say that, I was like, 
you've got to be fucking kidding me. But but we knew it the whole time. We I like, know yeah, that's why. Like, no, 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 no. But I, he's science, why, Jared. Science this is why I'm that. saying you've got to be fucking kidding me, because it's like, dude, why are you just now casually saying that at yeah. this point? Like, would not would that not be the biggest story in the country? And it wasn't that the guy here. said that all this data is fucked up. Yeah. And like I, I sent it to my dad and he was like, yeah, he's like, I agree. It's the first time I think I've ever, you know, heard them say that, you know, it's uh, not legit. And, you know, I was like, so we really have no idea how many people were hospitalized and are dead. And he was like, well, I would like to think that they're not counting someone who died of a car accident, you know, counting that as a death for COVID. And Malone talked specifically about that. Yeah, but he's do, do, do well, you he didn't give that, any though? proof. You, like, yeah, do you think that, that that's actually happening? I, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. But, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But, but, so here's my thing, though. It's like, I agree with him. I was like, certainly you would like to think that, right? But we, we know two things. We know they get paid a bonus by the federal government if yep. someone dies or in their care. Or whatever it is. Right. Is, three grand. Know. Three grand a pop. Um, and we know that they do it for hospitalizations. That's how they report hospitalizations. So I would like someone to at least look into that. Right. I mean, and, and it, yeah. if they do Even it for hospitalizations, simple... why would they then make the determination that we shouldn't be doing the same thing for deaths? I don't understand. You know, there's no there's no way they would even like from a simple logic perspective. Somebody's in the hospital with pneumonia or cancer or whatever. They test positive. They are now a covid hospitalization. If that person dies from that same sickness, they don't go into the system. We're going to delete the covid part now because it's a death. No way. It's now a covid death. Got guaranteed. Yeah, that's what I think. That's going to be a mass report that just runs queries on how many of these have a COVID flag in their medical record. How many of these deaths that come from the hospital export every day? Right. That's right. I'm assuming that's how it works. Well, he he did say that it was it was a fact that the way the system was set up, that's exactly how it works. Yeah, he he confirmed that, or at least you know, assuming that's true, that that's how it works. It's like already preset for the hospitals. They don't have to think about it. As soon as they flag it with COVID, no matter what happened, it's a COVID death. Uh, and to your, to your point, right? We've known, we've uh, like, people have been reporting on that fact the whole time, yeah, right? That's that, the other thing I was going to say. You know, anecdotally, and, we've heard that for a year and a half. Yeah. And, and it's something we've talked about like on this show yep. for sure. And for him to just casually say it, and then for the fucking host to not follow up and say, Whoa, <laughs> wait, what? Like, hold it on. never be brought up again. Yeah. Like CNN was showing today again, COVID cases in children are up record numbers. It's, uh, I mean, I, I that, like one. I heard that dude and I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm fucking done. The five like, percent credibility that was left, the benefit of the doubt credibility, gone. Yeah, and it's it's funny how that that comes out, and then the whole thing, not the whole thing. It was like again, just like a probably just a run of the mill article to them that CNN reports that people who are obese 
and unhealthy have a more likely <laughs> chance of being took two years later. Two years, dude. <laughs> but like, it's like those two things happen within what a few days of oh, each other. Hey, it's yeah. very bizarre. I, like I, the timing of all of it. I'm writing some other stuff down, right? Um, like I, I just wrote down all these things and said flip flops, right? And the couple of things we just talked about. Um, another thing that was said, right, was that cloth mat cloth masks don't work. Oh, don't work. Yep. That, that's work. a recent if, development. If you were anti-mask for the last year and a half, 18 months, 20 months, there was blood on your hands. But now we know they don't work. They were lying the whole time. They just fully... Other, other than the first two months when they told us it didn't work. So it didn't work <laughs> for two months. Worked for 18 months. Doesn't work again. Now, like we've known that they're, you know, oh, N95 is the best mask, right? Like they've always said like, if you get your hands on N95, you do that. But there was never anything about like cloth. Like they never said anything official about like, nope. You, like you can't wear a cloth mask. There's no point. It doesn't work. Yeah. And nope. finally, now for some godforsaken reason, some godforsaken reason, now they're just saying it. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh oh, and then Biden saying, "Yeah, there's no federal solution for COVID." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Ty, you don't happen to have the tweet that he had when he was running, right? Pretty much saying, like, you, like I mean, there were hundreds of tweets between him and right. Kamala Harris. There was one specific one, and on the uh, what's the Twitter account? Uh, Jared Defiant L's. Yeah. Defiant L's. It was like, yeah, but you're right, Ty. There was hundreds of them, but pretty much saying I'm the answer to COVID. My administration will get it done. And then just says, Nope, it's not a federal problem that we yeah. can like, solve. It has like to be a state thing. So casually, <laughs> just no as one... if nothing has like, as if history was just erased the last, you know, whatever he's been president for a year, you know, and then just, hmm, no, 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 there's no federal solution. And, and like, you know, all the fucking blue check marks, screaming about Donald Trump and, you know, oh, why yeah. isn't he doing anything or, you know, oh, like, you know, either praising Biden or chastising him for certain things he's doing or not doing and like nothing like nobody throws a fit about it. Like too much just uh, saying exactly what Trump said last year. Like it's a state thing. Let him let the states yeah. handle it. All their yeah, all mean, their brains are too uh, impacted by formation psychosis. I, I don't right. think he. I don't think he's right, personally. Like, no, he's I, definitely not. I, no, right. he's not right. <laughs> no, of course not. That's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, like, Trump wasn't right when he said it. Neither is fucking Biden. But we don't have Biden any, just any answers. Says it, and you know, no big deal. Falls on deaf ears. But um, there's no doubt there's been a 180 in messaging over the last week and a half, two weeks probably, from all of those flip flops, right? specifically and other things that they're kind of changing the narrative on. I saw an article today actually on the news app saying it's time to stop looking at cases and start looking at hospitalizations, right? Another thing we've been saying this whole time. Oh my God, for, for months we've been for saying the news that. App. But my point is my theory, I want to see if you guys agree, is the reason the narrative is changing now is because they thought they were going to be able to get out of this pandemic with just vaccines, Right. Yeah. Plan was by 4th of July back to normal, carried on a little bit. They're still probably thinking, okay, we get vaccination rate up to 80%. We'll find 
And then this tsunami of COVID comes over the last three weeks. And I think they realize we can't just keep saying get vaccinated and we have no other solution we're willing to propose. So we're going to change the narrative of midterms coming up next year and finally say all the things that everybody else has been thinking the whole time. So I mean, what else would make sense living with COVID? Yeah. What, what else I mean, would make sense? It's perfect timing. I mean, but think about it from the other perspective. If Trump was in office right now and we had a million cases yesterday, those things would not be coming out of the media. Oh my yeah. God. No, dude. it would be Donald it, Trump killed a million. People. Yeah. Yep. Or potentially killed, a killed a mil- infected a million people or whatever. It's, it's, it's impeaching a fourth time. It'd be something like that. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Yep. It's, insane. it's just so slimy that they, they waited until they were up against the wall politically to share the actual facts that anybody who did an amateur amount of research like us has known for two years. And I, yeah. I think another thing that drove me off the edge and just caused me to say, like, I'm fucking done. Like, I don't even care anymore was the CDC changing their isolation requirements Right. No, we forgot about that one. Yeah. So they, one. they trim it in half from 10 to 5. Yep. Don't Not cite any actually, data at all in the decision. Yeah. Um, and really just openly say, like, it's so that our economy doesn't shut down. Right. You know, they're just like, yeah, you're not as infectious as you are in the first couple of days. So, yep. like, get back out there. Right. And so, and then. All of a sudden, you have public backlash. Like there's been plenty of times when the CDC comes out with new mm-hmm. recommendations. This time, it's you know the COVID crazy saying you're killing people. Yeah. You're you yeah. know what are you doing, right? And again, Fauci comes on and says the CDC is now mulling their decision literally references the backlash they got from it yeah, and says probably 72 hours I, I mean just said yes be, like because of all the backlash they got they're mulling their decision on the 5 day period i'm like i'm like i'm fucking done i this is fucking insane yeah. like so every Sample other recommendation every other throws their like you know, hands in the air and says, what the fuck is this about? Where is this based, you know, in science? And then they come out with the recommendation that goes the other way. And they're like, oh, shit. Okay. I, sorry. We made people mad. Hold on. We'll, we'll go recalibrate. Right. I, I can't. Yeah. You're, you're so right. Any other, a suggestion by them the other way. So right. Or further restrictions. in favor of restrictions. If you question that you were censored, muted and blood on your hands if you question this one going against restrictions okay we'll listen to your your right you're 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 now helping shape like public Public health policy policy. and who was actually mad about it i think everybody's real answer was like sketch let's see some data on this other than maybe some nurses on facebook was anybody actually mad about this i i don't know i mean i noticed but let's say there was like, should the CDC give a fuck? Not what? if they actually are doing anything based on science, <laughs> Mister Science. But like, like that. He see, just that said, would be a question. He, he, he admits it, and like, yeah, I, I don't know. 
But it's back to the plot point. Kind of what you're saying, Jared. Like you said, like the messaging has changed a lot since before, like the beginning. It's changed, but the difference is in my mind, because at first when they were just saying all these things, like Fauci was going on and and declaring these things early on, everyone like the the messaging was widespread. People were talking about it left and right. But now it's like these like subtle whispers. And like we've been saying for the last 15, 20 minutes, no one seems to be that up in arms about anything or is it, it's not even being talked about. So the message, they're sending messages out there, which are obviously different than the first half of the pandemic. But the reaction and the exposure of those messages yeah. or towards those messages is almost not a. So yeah, I, well, I think it's under, all underground, like, you know, it's very underground. I think people are talking here. It's an interview there. Well, I just mean, like, I think people are talking about it amongst themselves. Like, well, yeah, I guess what I mean is like, like mainstream media exposure. Right. You're, right. You're not yeah. seeing that outrage none, none. and not even the outrage, but just like the widespreading of the information. Now, like we're talking about it here. Right. Like I, I'm not even asking for outrage. Right. I'm it. just asking to like acknowledge that all of a sudden these things are just flipped on a dime. Like, yeah, why, like, you know, why can't we ask the question like, uh, excuse me, Tony, why the fuck it is January of 2022 or, you know, at that point, December of 2021, why are you just now saying to the U S public that these hospitalization numbers are inflated? Yeah. Because right. that's what we've been referencing the entire time we've been, you know, in, imposing public health measures. We've been using these statistics on death cases, hospitalizations that you're now saying to us in plain English are not real. Yeah, not legit. Like, how is that not? I, I don't. I don't know. How is that but not the biggest I'd story ever? That's why I'd love to have him on Rogan. There's no way he can answer that question with a real answer. Like why? Why you just? Why do you just now say it? Yeah. Like if he's yeah. doing this the whole time, nobody knows these hospitalization data better than you. And he's got yeah, a fucking Kevlar vest. I don't know. Provided what to him by the the lefts, but it doesn't matter what but he says. To, to Adam's points of like all these flip flops not really being covered by the mainstream media. I was thinking that at the gym today when they were deciding to highlight. The fact that kid hospitalizations and COVID cases are still at record high more than they were trying to acknowledge Fauci's quote about the data is not accurate. And I was like, you know why? Because th- for them, fear equals ratings, right? They want people to be outraged and Not scared sure. so they keep following. So we're never going to get the actual narrative. What, what, they, what, they, what they miss on so much, though, is that would get, I think, a lot of eyes and attention. If they were like, why is no one paying attention to what was just said? You know what I mean? Right. And but they, they you know, would have I'm, I'm talking to you parents though, sitting down on the couch. You know, we need to understand that these numbers are not, in fact, real numbers. Yeah. Like, and what he's telling us is that your children are at much, much <laughs> less of a risk of, you know, ever being in the hospital than we made you believe by these statistics. And it's probably safe to say, not just your children. It's the same for all hospitalization data, right? I, I, 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%
Yeah, there's yeah, kids. There's no reason why it draw any other fucking difference for adults, right? So yeah. to the general that's, public, that's what happens when these when numbers you're in bed you, with the yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's just a travesty. Like this whole I, thing could be flipped on its head right now between this variant being, you know, not as severe, it just being way more contagious. Everybody's getting it. Them starting to all of a sudden like do 180s on their messaging. And like if the media like were, you know, true to, to their intent and their, you know, what their job's supposed to be about, then we I think we would have a, a different, you know, path forward. Yep. But they're I just gonna push the fear angle, to your point. When when all is said and done, whenever this is over and a few years goes by. We're going to look at COVID-19 with the same level of disgust that we look at the 2008 financial crisis, Iraq, and Afghanistan from the level of incompetence, from a level of corruption, um, from a level of just absolute betrayal by the the government establishment. We're going to put it in the same sentence as we do those disasters. I really think so. I agree. I agree. And when are people going to start realizing? Uh, Someday. Someday. I mean, not a lot of people realize, I'm sure, you know, what was going to happen when we went to Iraq. So. Well, now they're talking about getting us into war in Ukraine. Cold War is back on, baby. Um, All right. What was our topic? Don't look up. Oh, okay. All right. So, Adam, what do you think? We didn't get your review yet. Yeah, you saw it most recently. Um, I thought it was... Okay. I mean, I don't, I can understand why, like, you know, the, the main Netflix demographic of like, you know, left leaning hipster people would like freak out about it. Cause it's about like, obviously the underlying message is that we are ignoring climate change and, um, and all that. But I mean, I thought it was okay. Like, I, I, I was excited to watch it in a way just because like everyone was talking about it. I definitely bought into the hype, but I mean, you know, star studded cast. Um, I expected it to be a lot better than it was. I, I certainly wasn't like crazy about it. I thought it was okay. Like it was kind of witty at times, but I think it was also just kind of like goofy and a little, a little cheesy as well. Um, but you know, I give it like a six out of 10 for the most part. No. Um, I loved the message it was sending of uh, like multiple times throughout the movie. I watched it on Christmas with my parents, just like multiple times. I remember like looking at them and be like, this is so spot on. It hurts. Like this is exactly how we respond to every level of crisis. Like the point of <laughs> bringing in like big corporations to decide how they're going to help get the asteroid and then say, this is actually a good thing because it means jobs and they're in it for the minerals. Like that's literally how we respond to everything and bringing it to like DC where they're like, ah, not quite a big enough deal to do anything about it. And then bring it to the media, getting laughed about off by the media for like some tabloid story about a Supreme court nominee to like, just like dude, everything was spot on how our government and media reacts to everything. So I loved that part. I thought the actual, like keeping you engaged part of the movie and like plot and all that was okay. Yeah. And that's more or less where my ranking comes. I agree with you, Jared. I think they were spot on with like the media stuff and 
like at the end when the what's her name Meryl Streep whatever the president yeah. was um, just started caring at the time of you know running for re-election or something like exactly. that and, and, yep. and turned it into like their campaign and then hence don't look up and everything I thought that stuff was definitely spot topic. on you get yeah, the like, uppers and you've got the look uppers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, cause I think there was like a part, like maybe like midway through the movie, I just kind of like, all right, like I'm watching, but I'm not watching. Like the first, first half, like I was watching, it was like, oh, like, I'm, you know, everyone's talking about this. And I latched on to like the stuff with like the, the meteor and, and, and what it represented. And then eventually I'm like, okay, they're kind of just going off on these random tangents and all this goofy shit. So I kind of like zoned out. And then when the campaigning started and like the slogan came, I was like, Oh, okay. Like that's pretty clever. Um, so like the movie itself, eh, like I said, six out of 10, the messaging for sure. I, I think, you know, for us, for this podcast, we spend so much of our time talking about the incompetency of our government and, and how the media just, chooses to not focus on the things that truly matter. I don't think everyone else pays attention to that stuff as much because they're just not as interested in it as we are. So that part definitely spoke to me for sure. But um, overall, I still say six out of 10. What would you give it out of 10, Jared? I would give it 7.8. Yeah, me too. I was going to say like around eight. I just thought it was like so different that I enjoyed it. Like, I just hadn't yeah. seen, like, an original movie, you know what I mean, um, in so long, it felt like. It was definitely so, very original and A-list yeah. cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Top, super, top super good cast. cast. Like, Jonah if Hill. If didn't have that cast, like, that would have not Jonah been Hill was hysterical. He was so funny, dude. Right. Um, yeah, I hope I people, thought... like, made the connection that that movie wasn't just about climate change. It was about, like, government and media's relationship with reality. Yeah. I hope people made that connection. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the climate change was the number one thing because I know Leo DiCaprio has been a big proponent of that stuff lately. And, you know, definitely at the leading blue check mark towards like combating climate change. But I mean, yeah, yeah. there's certainly some pretty obvious things that it was focused on like that, like with the show with Tyler Perry and uh, <laughs> yeah, what's her face. Um, yeah, like that, that was spot on, you know, stuff that's covered. Like I just thought like, like things like the Today Show. Like they yeah, just cover exactly. stuff that just does not matter one iota um, as a meteor is hurling, hurling towards earth and ready to cause imminent death for everybody. Yeah, that's um, the only thing I would say was not accurate is like, they kind of talked about how like the media, you know, just wants to make everything like nice and happy, like with a positive spin on it. It's like, Nope, they want to make things as like, scary and terrifying as possible. as possible yeah make sure yeah. you're fucking Especially eyes. cable news yeah um but yeah that, no, that's I why i think it. it was more like a today show kind of thing because they, like, they yeah. just have like author it's not like real news on that like there's no real like news on that Ellen. show yeah <laughs> so you guys want a little mini like rant that my head just went down so think thinking about like me media and news channels <laughs> didn't and even that. give a chance to answer no we, that was uh <laughs> you're gonna listen no matter what yeah i'll make it i'll make it quick like to Adam's comment, they just focus on like puppy dogs and books and random shit like that. So, right. The only way media companies make money is ad revenue, right? They're incredibly profitable. They make a bazillion in ad revenue. I actually looked up a couple of weeks ago and I was doing this like business case study 
how much CBS spends in original content creation, not original, just content creation every single year. $15 billion they spend in creating content and they are making money hand over fist. So what that means is people are spending way more than $15 billion just to place ads in this terrible content to try and convince us to buy shit. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that the ad revenue and media industry, ad industry and media industry is as big as it is, is really fucked up when you think about it. It's all just to manipulate consumers. Without that, there wouldn't be for-profit media, unless it's like HBO or something where you're paying a subscription. Okay, but what do you want? Companies not to market their fucking products? No, yeah, I mean, how are they no, going to make no. money? It's crazy that it's such a big industry that you can spend $15 billion a year on creating terrible TV shows and still be A lot of people watch profitable. TV. Yeah, like that's wild that companies spend that much to advertise. That just yeah. blew my mind. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> For like just awful, awful advertisements like yeah, 90% of the time. If, if you had to somehow like quantify an advertisement hit rate of like every person that sees that, what percentage of them like acts on it? it? Yeah. One out of probably enough. 100,000, <laughs> one out of a million. There's probably more than right? you think, though. I mean, otherwise, it's just you know, more of a mindshare get... thing for them. It's not like they're like looking for you to get up from the couch and go buy. It's like they just need yeah. you. Like the next time you're in like that soda Shows aisle, marketing such bullshit. This is so pointless. Like you can I, I agree. so much better ways to spend th- that fifty billion dollars for a company than yeah. have people know what fucking New Lantix is, the drug. You remember the jingle? They don't remember what it does. Like, what does that do for anybody? <laughs> Wait, what's the jingle? I don't know, but I, you know what? They always have those jingles with drugs. Oh yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. <laughs> like, like the the little thing that the commercial ends with, with like that. I just think of like Pepto Bismol. I know it's not yeah, the kind of like drug you're like thinking of. What? What is Pepto Bismol? Nausea, oh, heartburn, indigestion, <laughs> upset stomach, diarrhea. Hey, Pepto Bismol. You know that's actually pretty good because I need to remember what Pepto Bismol does. <laughs> I remember all the things. <laughs> there you go. And right? now we Bingo. see why fifteen billion dollars is spent. Well worth shit it. Like, shit like that. Now the tactical glasses because you have you deal with all Fox those News. things every single day. But not, I'm not a fan of Pepto. You guys ever take Pepto Bismol? No, uh, on a rare occasion, you sure. It's yeah, gross. it tur- turns your poop to tar for like a week. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> so I only take that in case of emergency. Just, uh, la- just, uh, no, no, um, lactose pills. Yeah, th- those don't turn my poop to tar. Luckily, <laughs> <laughs> did they just keep the poop at bay? Oh, yeah. um. Vision board update. Oh, it's hanging up in my office right now. Go get it. Grab it. I just taped it up, dude. Can I share my screen? I'll just pull up the uh, thing. Yeah. I don't want to take the tape down. Yeah, we we were talking about this last week when we were out a couple times. Definitely. uh, Well, at the time you had the ideas, you just hadn't put it on like an actual yeah, document. Yeah, I, I, fin- I finished it either Sunday or Monday. Got it. Do you have a vision board, Adam? 
Uh, no, Jared tried to convince me to do a vision board and I Shocker. didn't take. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to lose a little weight. I guess that, that'd be my one thing I'm focusing on, right? Well, I'd put on some holiday pounds when I get rid of them. I somehow came back here and I weighed one pound less than I did when I left. <laughs> it's fucking insane. <laughs> Thanks to COVID. I, I, no, I, yeah, drug. I guess. I still ate, though. I still ate a lot. Yeah. Um, you got to change the settings so I can share. No, what the fuck? Yeah, this is a lot more work than just going over with your laptop. I mean, you guys probably could guess 99% of what's in it. So I'm All sure right, just tell me, what's, not, tell me what's in it. I know a couple off the top of my head, but. Uh, well, it's got a lot of shit in it, but. So Give me top three, I'll, top three. I'll go top three. How much shit is on there? A lot, dude. Can I put it in the chat? Can I put a picture in the chat? Yeah. I'll take a screenshot. While you're looking for that, um, Jared, I, was, I don't know if Ty's aware of it, but um, the 90 day fiance thing or no, the married oh, at first that's sight today, thing. Right. That's today. Um, Ty, you remember Nick Gannon? Yes. Um, yeah. So his he buddy, I guess is on it. And um I guess Nick's featured on it as well. So I think Emma no was way. for it. Yeah. It's like, it's in Boston. Um, I, get, I think it, the show just aired or just posted on Hulu, Hulu I think. Um, I just thought that, that was kind of interesting. I mean, I, I can't even begin to tell you the number of things that I would do before I watched that show. I would, th- or I would watch how about because it it'd be funny that it's Gannon and his buddy. Well, yeah, I, I think that's that's probably why it's also a chick show. So I'm sure that's yeah, chicks, the other part of it. That shit. All right, All right. Pull, pulling it up. Okay, loading. Give you the. Uh, I'll give you the rapid fire explanation. Oh wow! Look at this. Looks nice, right? <laughs> Can we ask? I think we should ask about some of the pictures and try to figure yeah, out. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna explain it, but yeah, if you want to ask, that's cool. All right. Well, my first question is the monkeys. It looks like the what monkeys. Do you think, what do you like, think that is? Well, I honestly don't know. You I know really that? don't know. The gorillas. Yeah. yeah, the gorillas in the middle. Yeah, isn't that like? Oh no, that's isn't that an NFT. Yeah, those are NFTs. Oh. So you're going to make an NFT? No, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I want to find some way to like get involved in the NFT Web3 type technology because I'm a huge believer and I think it's going to like literally be the future of the internet. Sound like Tim Dillon. NFTs are going to be the future of the inter- internet. Yes, not monkeys. The technology behind NFTs of like actually having digital ownership of things and the digital contracts I would listen to a really, really interesting podcast, Tim Ferriss podcast. They explained it. It is going to be the future of the internet. I'm pretty certain. What are you going to have ownership of? I don't know. That's why I just on the vision. Board. That one doesn't really have <laughs> no, 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 not you. Like, like oh. in, in, in this explanation you got, like, why does it make sense? So right now, every interaction on the internet is through either a website, so a domain, right, where the content is owned by the domain that it's hosted on or an app. So it's owned by a service like Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. You're now going to be able to have like internet 
person to person interaction, kind of like the concept of like um, blockchain. It's through the blockchain. It's kind of the concept of crypto where you're transacting and sharing information or products or services from one person to another without having that information owned by somebody else. So like an example could be if you're a content creator, you could sell your own art or digital tokens or something like that to your community. Uh, But like a more practical example they gave was like for logging into things like right now, before it used to be, you had to remember your login for everything. And now it's kind of, you got login with Google, login with Facebook, right? You're going to have a, like your own NFT that is your internet identity that you can go to a website, go to other people's, you know, these social platforms that'll exist. And you just use your NFT and can log into anything on the internet in the world. Like an example like that, which would be pretty dope instead of remembering a lot of passwords. But that's like, yeah, but like the whole art shit it. is so fucking dumb. Like art, like digital art, dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. Yeah, it's not not really grabbing my attention. I'm not trying to buy apes or art. That's not why I'm interested in it. I'm much more interested in the technology. Um, and what are you going to do? I don't know. That's what I, I said. I don't well, know. It's on the vision board. I, I, know, just, but- I find it very interesting. I want to learn more about it. Certainly interesting. Start buying monkeys or making monkeys. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on. All right, what else we got? Um, you reading a book. I've heard that before. Pretty, I don't pretty, know. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, it looks Airbnb like more, more I think use that's a cool of, idea. More use of social media. Um, so kind of. Not more use of social media, but find some type of um, like niche type of content I can create. Which I think would be pretty cool. I don't know how, but something whether it's related to food or my I, thoughts. I, dude, I, this has to have been on the last eight vision boards you made. Yeah, a lot of them are repeats. It, it's not a fucking goal list. What is it? It's, it's just, dude, it's me p- putting down things that interest me and I want to work towards this year. It doesn't mean I'm going to hit every single one of them. Net worth. What does that mean? Hit a specific net up. worth target. Yeah. Um, can you you go know what your community? net worth is now? Yeah. How'd you calculate that? Did your accountant tell you? No, I calculated every single month. At the end of every month, I look at all my stocks. Look at everything I own. Look at all my debt. And I add it up. It's a good idea. How much increase are we talking? Um, I'm not going to say out loud. No, I'm not talking like, about a, dollars. I'm talking reason- about percent increase. Um, I don't know what the percentage is, but a reasonable increase, like without me hitting the lottery, just like something. If I continue saving the way that I am, and like the market performs in nor- like it would a normal year, it's like it's a realistic target. It's not me becoming a millionaire. Working out six days a week, huh? That's You've been you, you're carrying that in from last year. You yeah, are, I've been working out six days a week, probably the last month and a half or so. Um, community. Find a way to get more involved in the Newport community. Oh, speaking of community, we were—I know we talked about the run and chug. Did you hear that they uh, put they suspended that because of COVID? Yeah. Jesus Christ! They're running outside. I know. Well, I think it was more That's, about. I did. I didn't see that. That's crazy. Being in the fast net, but still, I, I, 
I, that's what I thought of when you said community. Oh, wow. I'm thinking like you would start a little event somewhere around Newport. People, yeah, or get involved with joining an event like that, something along those lines. What is the compass? Because it looks like you already got some um, travel stuff on there. What was the oh adventure? The compass was I just googled a picture of adventure and that came up. <laughs> adventure, travel. Um, those are two pictures, and then find a relationship. My friends. You want to make more friends? No, spend time with my friends. Make you guys a priority in my life. And if I make some more friends, I won't be mad. And the motorcycle. Wow. Dude, don't fucking kill yourself. Now, what is makes me very nervous? Is meaningful and work two separate ones? Or is that meant to be like meaningful work? Meaningful work. So I don't think I'm going to like change careers, but I don't know, find some work that maybe whether it's a new job in a few years, that would maybe be more interesting or more meaningful than like right now. I don't really give a fuck about what I do. Like, I think I'm good at it and like I do well, but like, I don't really care. You know what I mean? Sure. What would you care about other than doing a food truck? I don't know. That's why I put it on there. I got to visualize it. <laughs> like these are things I, don't I have see, the um... answers to. I don't see culinary by the sea on here. I'm a little. Oh, I know. I forgot. I forgot that one. <laughs> what was that? Um, that was oh, bringing Providence down to Newport. Convince yeah, Providence yeah. businesses, restaurants to come down to Newport and sell their food. So are you like all in on Newport, Mo? You're just that's home base forever. Well, not forever, but home base, at least for a couple of years. Yeah. Such a bummer. <laughs> Sorry, dude. You, you don't get a vote. You live. 3,000 miles away. <laughs> I might be back before, you know, a couple of years, though. Perfect. Just in time for me to Just leave. Just in Newport. time for him to leave. <laughs> Go somewhere well, else. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't think I'll leave Rhode Island permanently again. I think I'll always have a base in Rhode Island, Rhode Island area for the for the long term. I mean, golf. I wish you... I've seen that one before. Yeah. Yeah, golf more. Yeah, that didn't work out too well for us, right, Jared? It did not. It no. did not. So is the but Airbnb hey, just your Mexican adventure? Um, no, I'd like to buy an Airbnb property this year. I'd like to buy a lake house and rent it out, kind of like what Nick and Chelsea are doing. Challenging, for the money aspect of it, or yeah, and then if I want to use it, you know, here and there, I can. But more, for, yeah, more for the money aspect. So you're gonna be driving back and forth to your this lake house to, Debbie Downer over there I, I'm not I'm just like have an aspiration <laughs> I'm just wondering how like the like you know the mechanical part of it how's yeah, it gonna dude, actually people, work people buy out-of-state vacation properties all the time you have a somebody local who manages the Airbnb like there's there's specific loans for out-of-state vacation properties that's why I, I would want to do something like that because I can get a loan for it and I'd have to put a ton down and make quite a bit of money doing it I mean, Airbnbs are, I mean, that'd be pretty profitable, especially in like, I think uh, you talked about like a North Conway type area, like year round. You'd have lake. People. Yeah. Somewhere sweet. Yeah. You going in on that, Adam? No, no, I will partake. I will, if Jared gets an Airbnb, I'll happily rent it out. <laughs> I think I'll do that. I, w- I wouldn't make you guys rent it out if I'm there. Just invite my friends up all the time. I didn't, oh, right. making no, I didn't make no money. We would just hang out there all the time. <laughs> are you, lo- are you looking what I for had investors? 
not really. But if somebody wants to get in and like help me with it, I'd be open to it. I'm not looking for somebody to just be like, Hey, here's a check for half a down payment. I don't want to do any work. What kind of work would I have to do? Help me figure out if it's a place that needs some renovations, help me manage the renovations and manage the property manager and stuff like that. You could do that, Adam. Yeah. Not that I couldn't do it. I don't know if I want to do it. You're much more motivated than I am, Jared. That's all good. I'm not not necessarily soliciting partners. <laughs> I, was so gonna say, I don't comes, think Jared wants wow. any part of us. If somebody do. comes wow. along and was like, hey, dude, I'm really excited about this. I'd love to get in. Sure, I'd consider it. But not somebody who's like, oh, I'm in it for the money. I don't care. <laughs> you just said you're in it for the money. Yeah, but obviously I'm going to make sure it's successful. Like I'm, my skin would be in the game. You know what I mean? Well, mine would be too if I gave you money. It would. I would. 120 bucks, dude. <laughs> I'll give you all my Bitcoin money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can buy you like a, a doormat or something. Dude, I, I told someone that story the other day. We were both just fucking crying, laughing. Uh, Adam just, yeah, man, I I got in. Like, in it for the long haul. I, you know, I'm, I'm invested. And I'm, I'm like, in and I'm out. <laughs> it wasn't that. It was just, what are you in for? <laughs> Thinking it's gonna be like you know thousand bucks, fifteen hundred bucks, one twenty, <laughs> and then like three weeks later, I pulled out. <laughs> I pulled so sold at a loss. Yeah, I pretty much I lost money on Bitcoin. I don't know. It's good tough. thing There's is no capital a lot of things gains going taxes on. when you lose money. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to put more into stuff like that, but you know, paying for a wedding's mighty pricey. I don't have a ton of capital to spend on Bitcoin. Yeah, so that's why weddings, 120 dude. bucks is what I could do. Who needs weddings? Waste of money. That says the guy that had a wedding. It's a waste. <laughs> throw a party in the backyard in Newport. Love it. I would like to elope. That'd be kind of cool, but we've already we're already t- too deep at this point. So we're uh pretty much in the hole at this point. You want to wish everybody a uh Happy New Year one more time, since it's going to be the last time it's appropriate. Happy New Year. And. And I love you guys.